Welcome to Rock Talk, the podcast where a couple of jabronis get to know the movie roles of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm Jordan Rummel, joined as always by my co-host, Charlie Guile. Charlie, what's going on? Uh, Not a lot, man. We get to talk today about something that we've kind of had our minds on for a very long time. Probably came up in one of the early episodes of this. And you and I got a chance to ride this last November. We took a trip, just (laughs) two guys, two childless men, to Universal Studios. Mm. We did uh, just, yeah, just two adults making their way through Universal. Um, We did great time. Never have been to Universal Studios personally. A lot of standout attractions there. We saw, we went on the E.T. ride. We did all the Harry Potter stuff, drank some butterbeer. But I think... I think we knew when we set out on this trip that there was one ride in particular that was going to kind of be in, in a lot of ways, the focal point of our experience. And that one, of course, is what we're talking about today. Um, Fast and Furious supercharged uh, at Universal Studios Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like such a slam dunk to have a ride after, you know, Universal's top grossing franchise other than Harry Potter you know, I, I I had a good time. I didn't realize the extent to which among theme park people, this ride is notorious. Right. Seemingly like a very divisive thing in the in the theme park community. But but from the outside, uh, seemingly an uncontroversial pick for a ride to begin with. Right. Like Fast and Furious as a franchise seems like tailor made for a ride. Uh, it, it couldn't be it couldn't be easier. Right. So, I mean, when you think of like a Fast and Furious ride, I mean, what immediately comes to your mind? What were you expecting? I think I went into this fully under the impression it would be some form of street race, um, whether we were uh, in doing so in a like uh, like an actually competitive fashion or if we were sitting down in some sort of ride pod. And, but but I think racing, I think racing is what I was expecting. What about you? Well, why wouldn't you think that? Because <laughs> it's such like an obvious direction to go. And, you know, the way that we soon discovered uh, that this ride actually goes is <laughs> it's it's a little puzzling. So we're going to do something that I think we've only done one other time on the show when we watched the finale for the Titan Games. We're going to watch a ride through video in real time and and we'll pause at certain points and share our thoughts you know reliving this Uh, i don't want to give away too much but i was surprised by this ride and i'm not entirely sure it was always a good thing i think if you are if you come into this expecting uh you know a, a race if you come to this expecting the obvious the obvious conceit uh, then you're in for a real treat because this takes a, <laughs> a bit of a swerve away. Yeah, um, well, but... it's pretty fascinating because I guess this ride replaced a ride called Disaster, and most people prefer the old ride. So oh, <laughs> despite the IP that's in use here, uh, this thing offended people to the point where they, they missed the old ride, actually. And I, I think... One of the Universal Creative people, uh, his name is Thierry Kou or Coop. 
admitted that the his approval of this attraction was the biggest mistake of his career. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And it's still up in both uh, Hollywood and Florida. That's um, that's devastating. Uh, but perhaps after going on this ride, maybe not altogether uh, unsurprising. Sure. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch a ride along. It's about twelve minutes here. It's the four K video on on YouTube, and it actually starts with the building exterior. So uh, let's play it out here and uh, see how we feel. What I, you, I mean, the facade this. of this building mm-hmm. is is very uninspiring. Right, we're looking at just a like a brick warehouse, uh, chain link fences. It, it, I don't know. To me, it doesn't necessarily scream Fast and Furious, but I think we've discussed this before. A lot of these movies just take place. <laughs> There's Ludacris. Oh my god! There we go. We're interrupted by the pre-show uh, Ludacris that looks like it was shot on an iPhone. But so many of these studio. these movies take place in a black site. So it's interesting that, that that you basically start off in one of those. I think that's kind of a cool part of this. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, let me pause right now. So the first part of this ride is like, it's a pre-show, but there are real actors there who are kind of like going to tell you what this ride is all about. And I believe this character's name is Jesse. When we road it was uh it was a woman is that correct yep mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in this in this particular video it's, it's a man but i remember really liking our jesse it's a very interesting setup because this actor not unlike you know we recently discussed uh the movie jungle cruise uh in which on that ride right it's a real person that is sort of forced to interact and memorize a series of beats in the environment these actors in this pre-show have to do a very similar thing where they are playing off of a series of phone calls that come through from members of the Fast and Furious gang. So there's oh, a lot of like point. very specific timed out beats that yeah. occur here. They have to know exactly everything that's going on. And, and the first call that comes in is is from Mia. The stuff that I, I recall so vividly, and you can actually see it in this video, is a poster of Dwayne Johnson <laughs> on the refrigerator. Uh, and I do remember, did the post-it note say, I love baby oil? I love oil, yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's weird that that's what I uh, get from this. Um, and you can see a picture, uh, G- uh, or you can see on the wall, uh, warning genius at work. And then there's a picture of Roman and a post-it note that says, not. <laughs> you know, the classic Fast and Furious, uh, Fast and Furious humor. <laughs> a not I, joke. Uh, you know, a physical object being used as a not joke is, uh, you know, that's the forefront of comedy right there. I think what's what this is, this is beginning to, though, when, you, when you're at this point in the, the pre-show experience is already when I think it starts to feel a little bit, it's interesting. The actor performance is interesting, but there's something like slightly off. Because right now, and I know you can't see this if you're listening, but we are basically in the inside of like a garage, right? It is essentially one of their, one of the garages that the Fast and Furious team is so often. No Corona inside. (laughs) No Corona. First thing that takes you right out of the experience. Um, But there's no cars. Like, No, Dom's car is outside, but it's like surrounded by a chain link fence. It's not really like for what for a Fast and Furious thing. We're still, you're you're in the first half of the pre-show and the car component of this is still 
to the side, which is, I think, just an interesting piece of this buildup. And so, like, yeah, so, like, Tej and Mia, who, you know, Mia was absent from Fate of the Furious and really didn't come back into it until Fast 9. So it's like, it is good to see our friends. But what, they're basically saying, oh, you're going to go to a party, right? So that's the conceit of this ride is like, oh, you've gathered here and we're going to take you to a party hosted by the Fast and Furious gang. Is that right? Right. This this is taking place like, in canon in the in the in the time that is between fast six and fast seven so we are in that area of time in the universe of the film but we are not touching any of the the events that occur in that we are we are headed to a a, a the craziest party you've ever been a part of uh, <laughs> all right so let me play out a little bit we're at like three minutes into this movie and this is when people are gonna board this is the, the second pre-show. vehicle oh the no the second, second pre-show, pre-show. <laughs> right. uh whoever's shooting this is doing miserable their <laughs> doing their best um i forgot this is like so if if the first half of this let's listen there a lot of you okay uh my name is jamie as you may know this is my first day by myself (laughs) i kind of know what's on the stop days so i think i'm good you should be fine right i think our person is better oh yeah i heard you guys going to this after party thing this audience is also not giving her anything Dom is notably the only character to not actually appear on camera for this pre-show. Okay, I'm going to pause this again. Okay, so the idea is you're about to board a bus to take you to the after party, but now the FBI is going to raid the black site. Is that what's happening? Exactly. There's just multiple. We got to get out of here because there's a raid occurring. You got to get to the party. Also just bizarre, right? We've gone. I, I do like what they've done here at the beginning where first we're in a garage, even though it doesn't really look like a garage. They should have done more to make it feel like a garage. But that's a that's a classic like Fast and Furious beat. Now we are in, you know, the world of like five, six, seven, uh, like, like they are secret agents. This is, I know you're, if you're listening at home, this is a series of huge TVs, lots of monitors, like you're very classic, like hacking, seeing cameras across the city. To be clear. Yeah. The ride hasn't started yet. <laughs> this is the second room you've been like herded into to sort of break your <laughs> the lineup into groups that will then board the actual ride vehicle so it is kind of fascinating i think like theme park psychology is like kind of fascinating to me to like entertain people who have to wait in long lines and this is some of the stuff that they employ and and you know when we went to orlando we also went to disney and rode rise of the resistance and i think that they do like a much better job of uh, of making the time go by a little quicker. Uh, although when we rode Fast and Furious Supercharge, my understanding is that it was like only us. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> it, we were. It was also. It was pouring rain. Absolutely pouring rain. I think was... if we went on like a perfect <laughs> day, it still might have been just us. <laughs> From start to finish, I don't think we ever actually had to wait. 
I think we no. were just directly ushered into these pre-show rooms. Right. Jesse and uh, uh, Jamie didn't, <laughs> you know, basically we were a captive audience. And in a situation like that, I always feel like I have to give something back, like as an audience member. So like, like even at like a hibachi place. <laughs> You know, it's they're good. not doing anything groundbreaking, but I still have to, like, really pay attention. Yeah, you you participate with empathy. Um, And speaking of empathy, like, I just, I have a lot of it for theme park actors. Like, it's a pretty thankless job, and they have to, like, try to keep people engaged, but also do a lot of groundwork on, like, making sense of the ride. And this is something that, you know, when it comes to rides... I don't really care too much about making sense of it. Like, just put me on the thing. I understand it's a ride. It doesn't need to be immersive. This is an issue where it's it's too much backstory has actually made this entire experience harder to become a part of. Because you're going into it just like, I know the gang. I know they race. I, I want to get on the ride. To have eight minutes of fbi party to it's honestly not unlike some of the fast and furious movies where they can't get out of their own way with some of the plot um but it's a little bit bizarre in when you're actually like living it and immersed in it i i think that they just need to do a lot of work to justify why you're in a bus because that's the <laughs> ride vehicle and so my understanding of the development of this ride is it started out in hollywood as like part of the tram tour so it was built around like a tram vehicle that you would drive into this warehouse thing and it would all happen around you. And when they made the Orlando version of it, there's no tram tour out there because there's no studio like movie studios out there. So they had to reverse their way into <laughs> like reverse engineer a, a way into getting people into a similar shaped vehicle. Um, all right, so let's watch a little more of this. We're still, once again, not on the ride. What's he going to do with this? Nothing yet. And let's keep it that way. Get those people on those buses. You need to start bugging out right now. Yeah, and get that turbo truck ready. I'm sending Letty to Turbo truck. Oh, I can do that. I'm on it. Are you? Hobbs needs our help. He needs our team. <laughs> Spread the word. But keep it in our family. That's you guys. And keep it quiet. Hey, Pops is calling. I'm sending to you. I just said that. Pops, I got my man. Here's right. our boy. Sorry, Brother Taj. No time for chit chat. <laughs> I just sent you a brief on FBI agent Novak. Has Toretto filled you in? Yeah. He wants us to get everybody over to the party at Sullivan's. Sounds like a plan. That party is a ready made diversion. Keep it going. We need to discuss how you're going to get all those civilians out of there without tipping off the FBI. All of them? Okay, hold on. <laughs> let me get everybody squared away, and we'll talk offline. Copy that, Tej, and let everybody know. Shut off your cell phones. We don't want shot tracking your locations. Nice. Okay, <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> the introduction of Dwayne Johnson. Is this the only time that Dwayne has been part of a theme park ride? I think so because there is there because there's not a Moana ride yet. I don't, as far as I know, there isn't. Yeah, that that would make sense. He does sound bored, very bored. Yeah, he's not. There's giving it his. I have to say, Ludacris is carrying this so far because he's both pre-shows, 
what I think is like giving a lot for for what he for playing off of nobody. <laughs> yeah, and I my I would not be surprised if they're like contractually obligated to participate in these rides, and he like got the short end of the stick and like basically has to do the most work. Um, we're so okay. So the so at this point, <laughs> we're loaded into buses because it won't tip off the FBI, and Turbo you gotta turn buses. your cell phone. Yeah, your cell phone's off. Otherwise, Shaw is going to track you. You heard the man. It's about to go to a whole nother level. Send everybody to the loading dock. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Nothing. This part is a whole lot more interesting for you guys. Oh, hang on. We're about to get an ad. Oh, man. Okay. So there's never, there's no shampoo commercial in the middle of this. Um, we're going to watch Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Oh, boy. Maybe a better experience. Okay. So now we are on, let me turn down this music here. So you're loaded onto like party buses, essentially. Lots of black light, a lot of techno going on. This really has like, this whole experience has like a real douchey vibe. Yeah, it's very much of the like, like party rock amp. That that's like what it's giving to me right now. Well, it's very. And correct me if I'm wrong. When you first walk in, the the song that's playing is turned down for what? Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> I definitely remember that, and it's like, yeah, very stuck in like 2013. <laughs> and when this ride went in it was like 2015 or 2016 so they were even behind the times when this thing came when this thing came out is immediately dated so this um, vehicle you're in here you're there is a small screen in the front uh the sides of it so you are kind of like locked in there you're kind of caged into the truck um but i don't think the windows were green screen windows no no the same uh, way that like king kong ride vehicle is a very similar experience to like the King Kong ride that we rode, which I, I think King Kong is much better. I I just this is like such a screen ride and the screens are on both side both sides of the bus. So it is sort of just like an odd experience to like have to pay attention to both sides, but it still doesn't feel immersive. Like it's not a thrill ride. Right. Oh here we go. Tej is back. So I'm patching him through now. My name is Special Agent Here he is. of the U.S. Diplomatic <laughs> Security Service. And as of 16.9 seconds ago, I'm the man in charge. <laughs> There's a high-value witness from the Federal Protection Program aboard your vehicle. An international crime syndicate led by Owen Shaw is honing in on this vehicle to take that witness out. Oh. Shaw's as ruthless as they come. He has not moved. The, he hasn't moved. He's wearing sunglasses. You cannot see his eyes. This looks like a deep fake. Yeah, his cadence. It does. His cadence like doesn't feel right. Hey, guys. We're going to keep you safe from Shaw, but to keep you safe, we need your help. So please turn off your cell phones. Okay, so, the, so somebody on the bus is a mole for Shaw. Oh, this is fun. And yeah. you go by like party scenes where people are dancing in place. <laughs> and it, because it's like there's like a 3D effect, right? Yeah, it's it, it's like the stereoscopic thing where they look kind of real. Yeah, there's some depth to it. It's oh, it's it's like a screen in a real environment. Um 
so bizarre. Punch, uh, so here curious. we go. Roman Pierce, Roman Pierce, FBI, don't move. Yeah, that's right, party's over. You know how long I took that iron shirt, man? I'm, I'm not. You're under arrest right now. <laughs> right now. Slightly. First of all, I don't work for you. Oh, really? Well, tell me, Roman, who do you work for? Ah, here he is. There we go. I think we clapped. Yes. <laughs> Very funny setup here. Vin is elevated. Oh, here he is. He has a little wink at the camera there for the, the dick joke with the gun. <laughs> Vin is elevated because he can't be seen as being shorter than the rock here. <laughs> Do you think there's no way they shot that together, right? None of there's there are two other moments where they're together on camera in this ride, and it's obvious it's it's so far from <laughs> right from being shot together. So you're just on this bus that goes from like scene to scene and you watch it play out. Such a flat delivery. My understanding is that the Shaw is not Jason Statham. It's the other one. Correct. Correct. This is Owen. So it it's just a slow moving. There's so much dead bus. time in this ride. Like, yeah. There's so it, much transition time. Oh, there we go. Owen Shaw. Oh, you get to feel some theme park fire, which is fun. <laughs> Pretty good wind effect, if I remember correctly, at this yeah. next piece. Oh, another ad. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Cucumbers don't lie. Oh, boy. This is the most traffic this video has seen in no three joke. years. Can it be softer? It better. Okay. Back it up. Okay, let's back it up. All right, so we're gonna feel the theme park fire again. Dom doing what he does best, crashing cars. Yeah, you know you can even hear that wind. Yeah, it's, it is blasting wind into the bus at this point because you're you're outside the facility. So now you are on a chase of sorts, right? So. On either side of the bus, there's like videos playing out that show you different things. But it's odd because to me, you're not, the chase is happening to you, if that makes sense. You, you are not like right. an active participant. I think this video may not be the right one to play <laughs> because <laughs> it's all wind noise. But what you see is like Dwayne Johnson doing stuff that we've seen before jumping from car to car and punching people but another thing that like this ride i believe is like kind of famous for is for vin diesel on this helicopter that's shooting at him. <laughs> there's like a moment that's coming soon where he's like grabbing onto one right of the here. there he is and <laughs> the scale the, the scale. scale is so off he's like as big as the helicopter <laughs> I do remember when I was in LA, I stayed near or on Universal property and the elevators had uh, an ad for this ride. And it was a very similar thing. It was like, he was like the same size as the helicopter. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. They said the bigger the family, the 
<laughs> okay, so we're looking. <laughs> so we've defeated Shaw, or we've escaped for the time being, and now they're thanking us for our, all of our help. And it's very clear. I think you're exactly right. We're looking at, on the small screen in the bus, a scene of Letty, Dom, and is that Tyrese? Yeah, I think that yeah. Yeah, we got Roman. They're all there. sitting on the, the hood of the cha- of Dom's Challenger. But next to them, <laughs> looking very like absent from the frame, there's no way they shot this together, is Hobbs just like standing there awkwardly. <laughs> Doesn't say a word. Yeah. And then you, what is bizarre, right? You make it to the end, but but there isn't like a party. Yeah, exactly. I think you're exactly right. If you like the scene that you go in where all the people are dancing, that's how it should end. Right. Exactly. Uh, but instead, it's like the first part of this ride. Um, all this together, I mean, by when you actually board the bus... It's like what, like four minutes, three, four mm-hmm. minutes, four minutes of, of of essentially just a pre-recorded video, um, and the track itself. We should note, like, there's. It, I'm actually glad that we did play this this specific video because the wind is overpowering. So in terms of like audio, you're not getting much. The video's a little rough, but the track itself, there's no like, you're not even bumping. You're kind of just on you're like a static forward track. Yep, exactly. And and they try to like create the effective movement with the fan and some of the parallaxing that's happening on on the screens around you gives a sense of of motion but yeah i i do i think that we are exactly the target audience for something like this and i found it fine as like an (laughs) oddity it's bizarre it's uh notable the 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 you you enter a gift shop right you exit this right into a gift shop at the very least right you're thinking all right the ride was the ride's kind of weird uh but at least i'm gonna walk out of here with some fast and furious merch and what we found there was the most disappointing uh assortment of like trinkets and sort of like ed hardy-esque shirts yes nothing we could take home nothing 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 that good. I mean, if all right, they should put me in charge of the merchandise (laughs) because I would sell uh, like work shirts with Brian and Dom Mm -hmm. on it, like stuff that people want to wear from the movies. But instead, it's uh, we're going to look at the Universal Hollywood or the Universal Orlando shop here. It's like a lot of like. Uh, oh yeah, a hat that has like a wrench and a lightning bolt and an FF on it. You, you know, I remember that that there's like a huge emphasis in the merch on like mechanic, like the car mechanic aspect of the movies, which is unfortunately like a really at this point like removed element from the concept of the. So it's weird that that is like what you can get. Hang on, we did see we did see you can get a necklace like Dom's cross necklace, <laughs> big old cross. I thought about it. I thought Which about it. Which we learn in Furious 8 actually also has a tracking device embedded <laughs> into the cross. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, there's a like a chain link bracelet that says ride or die. You can give one to Rachel. 
Oh, family. That'd be really good. This is the only thing that I have from this movie. It's a little wrench that's also a bottle opener. It's like a little magnet. It's pretty good. I, yeah, it's like some of the only ride-specific merchandise that's in there. Everything else is just like generic FF, which like, do people think of this as FF? Well, that's again, so. it's like it's it's as if this this gift shop is from a a place in time where the new Fast and Furious movies never came out. It's the it's a very outdated look. Oh, I almost just yeah. wish there was a shirt of like give me a shirt with like Dom on it or the team, like even something that can't be. They be should. Oh my gosh, this is such a slam dunk. They should sell white tank tufts. <laughs> <laughs> they should sell Vin's wedding outfit. Mark it up for fifty dollars at Universal. Yeah. I will say, I'm looking at this is like this oh. mug oh. with a wrench as a handle. Steampunk mug. <laughs> There's so much going on. It's like hard to even tell what this is. <laughs> Look at that thing. <laughs> it's like you have like gate like car gauges superimposed among a background of like tire treads but then below that you have ff once again something i'm not you know i don't associate with fast and furious and then crossed wrenches this is also out of stock you know if you uh if you buy that mug you're only allowed to drink corona out of it (laughs) it's the rule i'm i'm just i'm a little surprised that there isn't better stuff. I mean, there's also an emphasis on like remote control cars that you could buy. I mean, who is buying something like that at a theme park and carrying it around all day? But then they blow it. I mean, that's a, it's a great point. You don't want to walk around with that, but it would be such an easy win if this ride was focused on street racing to some degree to then walk out of the street racing ride and as a kid, you'd want to buy the car you were just in. To, to to have a Fast and Furious ride where you don't create any emotional attachment to a vehicle in which these movies, the vehicles are like pretty much physical extensions of these people's bodies, such a miss. And right. so, yeah, why would you buy a car? There's out? only just a passing reference to like turbo bus or truck yeah. or whatever <laughs> right. i i am actually looking at a tumbler that they sell but it's not fast and furious supercharged it just says fast and furious and then family forever mm. that's pretty good it's a little understated people know what you're all about if you have that <laughs> um just not really i i guess i could see where people might look at this as like the worst ride in orlando it definitely underwhelms um, what do we think if we if we're if we're gonna bring this to the rock here? What do we think? What are we gonna rank his performance in this ride? <laughs> he might be the worst one he in might, the whole thing. He might be. He's so bad. But I do like that it's a return to like his Fast and Furious Six look with like the longer goatee. Yes, that we don't really associate him with anymore. Yeah, it's that long scruff goatee. It is interesting because if you if you're trying to do the math at home, the filming of this ride took place at essentially the beginning of the Vin Dwayne conflict, where maybe Furious Eight is like the the the, the resolution of that, where they end up going different ways. This <laughs> this ride probably comes in at like the heat of them not getting along, which is kind of a fascinating. That's a good point. I remember we rode transformers Mm. and that to me 
like if they if there's a like a Fast and Furious overlay, you're you're in a smaller ride vehicle, so it seems more intimate, and it's like you could make that more like a car, and that ride vehicle is also on like an arm that goes up and down, but it's also on a track that like jostles you around. So like I understand that like Universal, the more screens you use, probably the cheaper it is, and so I understand like their want probably for a screen ride. But this just seems like the worst way to do it. They already had everything. Just do an overlay like the Transformers ride and the Spider-Man ride. Very similar. It's less immersive than the Transformers ride. It's less immersive than like it's less immersive than the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show ride to a degree. <laughs> so the, <laughs> so the, that's what I was going to say is like, <laughs> did do you like this more or less than Jimmy Fallon? Uh <laughs> the problem is you walk out of both of them kind of baffled. But my expectations for the Fast and Furious ride are so much higher than what I'm expecting for Jimmy Fallon. But they both end up clocking in at around the same degree of excitement. <laughs> I will say the the show building is like a pretty good replication of 30 rock. Like Mm, they mm -hmm. did a good job. It makes you actually feel like you're in New York versus this like nondescript garage (laughs) slash black site. I don't know. I mean, like we recently talked about fate of the furious. This very much seems like the same, uh, color palette used in that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, the people who made this ride, I don't think understand the appeal of the movies. Right. They're missing like the core element. Sure. In this, they, they mentioned like family a few times, but you're missing the heart and soul of the, of the, of the franchise, which and it is should kinda... end with a barbecue. Yeah. It's, oh, the easiest ending ever. It seems like, I don't know. And, and maybe it wouldn't be that appealing to like a wide audience who may not be as familiar with fast and furious, but like to me, sort of the dream of a the, the promise of a Fast and Furious ride is you are going to be a part of the crew. And part of that is street racing, Corona, <laughs> and a barbecue at the end. And the fact that we don't get any of that really is is kind of wild. And I also don't think that like, okay, so like a chase or like trying to get away from somebody, it was not, that was not like audacious enough. Right. No, again, no real risk, no real threat. And it couldn't, it could have been bolder. Um, I know that you and I, we've discussed off, off air a couple of times about getting back to Universal at some point uh, in the next year. So perhaps we revisit this. We see how we're feeling, put ourselves back on that ride. I mean, I I don't, I think we would have to go back (laughs) on it to see our friends. I think that's the good part about this, right? Is you do get a lot of FaceTime, especially with Tej, and they do have participation of a lot of the cast. It's good to see Mia Mm -hmm. again. Um, So I think if we're talking positives, I I like the actors in the pre-show. It's a little, there's like a very specific cadence that theme park actors always hit. And that gives me exactly what I want from that. Um, and then, you know, the, just the fact that they got all like as many of the characters as they did to do something, even if it's like the bare minimum, like for Dwayne Johnson, there are some things to like about this. Yeah. 
if they put Han in this ride, it amps this thing up to a different degree. If, if Han is part of the pre-show, which yes. he should be, I think this becomes an even more uh, kind of like tongue-in-cheek fun experience. But And I think like one of the advantages of a screen ride would be that you could like swap things in and out. You could update it. So I wonder if that's on the table, but it seems like maybe they'll just like cut bait with this completely and replace it in the next few years. Especially if like the head of Universal Creative says that green lighting, it was the worst decision (laughs) of his career. Um, Anyway, so like final thoughts, would you go on this ride again? I would go on it again out of a sense of uh, loyalty to the family and duty. This is the Uh, curse that we're forced to live with. That's that's correct. Here's what I would say. If you are with your family, with your friends at Universal and you're pressed for time, and this is an option, um, but it's going to come at the expense of of, uh, riding something like E.T. or the Velocicoaster, this is one I think you can safely skip. Um, if you're a freak like us, though, I think you got to check it out just for the sheer uh, insanity of it. Also, do not underrate the air conditioning component. Mm. If it's like a hot Orlando day and you need to get out of the sun, there's probably <laughs> not going to be uh, a wait for this ride. <laughs> and the fan that caused the audio to blow out and that... Uh, in that video would also cool you off. So I do think that like on a very practical level, it could be a nice oasis on a hot Orlando day, which is the faintest praise I think I've given anything ever. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Well, well that is our review of fast and furious supercharged. Uh, Check it out. Um, thanks again uh, to the, the, the YouTube user that we were able to (laughs) kind of walk through your, your windy video for um, and thanks as always for tuning into rock talk uh, if you haven't already subscribe like us uh, we're on spotify apple podcasts uh, but jabronis until next time this is rock talk <laughs>